isn't God good? Let's continue to sing to the one and only King. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are the Almighty, and we give you praise in this place.
Jesus. Oh, the name of Jesus is powerful. Hallelujah. You can heal and can deliver in Jesus' name. Just reach out today. He has the healing that you need. Hallelujah. He has the peace that you need. Hallelujah, God. Thank you so much for giving your son for us, Lord, that we can, God, stand on your promise. Hallelujah. Psalm 126 says this, May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Those who sow with tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for today for being able to sing, Lord, these, uh, these words of praise to you and honor to you. God, we sang about refreshing, God. We sang about your name and how incredible it is. And I pray in this moment, in this place, Spirit of God, would you speak clearly and powerfully to us as your people and let us not just be hearers of what you have to say, but let us be doers of it. Lord, we say thank you today for your spirit, your presence, and your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning. It's so good to see each one of you. I hope you've had a great week. And as I often say, if you haven't, you know what? This is the first day of the week, so you're starting your new week off right. Hey, let's take a few minutes today and greet each other. God bless you as you do that today. Well, good morning. So good to see you today. How many here would like an autograph of somebody famous? Anybody here? Anybody you'd like an autograph of someone famous? Well, I tell you, if you are a guest here today... If you complete your Connect card, if you complete it uh, and, and submit that to our, um, to our uh, guest services desk at the conclusion of our service, I will send you a handwritten letter with my autograph on it, and it'll be there. I'm not famous yet, but I'm still believing that one day it'll happen. So if you're a guest, please do that. Fill out a Connect card. That would be fantastic. We would greatly appreciate it. Then you get an autograph of a potentially famous person. So... Hey, we're going to worship, continue to worship in our giving today. Uh, for those that have made giving a priority in your worship, we just want to say thank you. We want to say praise God for what you're doing. And as a church, we're excited that we can do that together. So let's worship today. Lord, thank you for the privilege it is to worship in our giving. And I pray that you would bless this offering in a powerful way. God, cause it to be able to uh, accomplish the purposes of your kingdom in a, in a very uh, meaningful and strong way. Bless this time of worship in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, worship team. Hey, we have several announcements. You got two, you got a bulletin and, and like an insert. I don't know what it's inserted to, but it's just a, an additional page here about our men's cookout coming up. Make sure you're aware of that. That is actually going to be this coming Saturday, six days from now. Men, um, please uh, be a part of that. You won't regret it. It's going to be always, that's always a great time. Uh, Wednesday night, we're still uh, we still have our Wednesday night uh, Bible study for adults going on, Compassion Without Compromise. If you've been able to be a part of that, you know the value in that uh, and how important that is, especially for today. A uh, couple things to know, opportunities that you can have to be able to make a difference. Here's two of them. Sometimes people think, well, what kind of difference can I make? Well, here's two opportunities. Number one, we need book bags for Wilmington Head Start Outreach that Joy is going to be heading up, Joy Coleman. So if you would please see her, if you have a bag, that would be fantastic. These are grades uh, kindergarten, first and second grade. Her number's there. You can text her, give her a call, and uh, thank you for your participation. It's a, a simple way to make a difference. And then secondly, the Rocky Challenge is coming up. I've been out there asking folks, if you have students that are approaching you, uh, please support them. They're doing 1,000 steps, which is 14 times up. We don't count down. Uh, that's how good we are. We don't count down. We just count up. And so it's 14 times up is 1,000 stairs. And we're asking people that they would, would sponsor us for Speed of Light uh, for a penny, two pennies, three pennies, a nickel, a dime, a dollar, a stair, whatever you're willing to do, that would be fantastic. Um, and then uh, lastly, um, there actually is no last one. That is the final one. And so uh, we're, <laughs> but there's a lot happening, a lot going on. Please uh, pay attention to those announcements. Make sure you put those dates on your calendar. And uh, uh, we, we really appreciate it. Pastor Brandon's going to come today as he uh, gives us the word of God. Well, good morning. I should have had some kind of music playing or something, like I meant to come in that way. Uh, so, we are in our series, Jesus Said. And I'm, I'm actually, I hope you're enjoying the series, but I'm enjoying reading through the words of Jesus. Do you know that nothing is lost on us? No word that Jesus said is lost on us. No word of scripture is lost on us. It is on us to read, to ask God, to ask the Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I might understand. Because, as you know, there are portions of Scripture that don't always make sense. Uh, God didn't ask my permission when he wrote some of the things in Scripture. And uh, I didn't get my approval. And sometimes you read it and you say, don't say it, Lord. Please, don't say it. And then he says it. And we have but to be obedient. Amen. So as I, I was listening to Pastor last week, it was like getting, getting in the realm of mine. I was hoping we weren't going to cross anywhere, but I don't think we will. He was talking about loving one another. Other believers, the world will know us by our love for one another. And I tell you this, if we can't love one another here today, what hope do we have to reach the world? So we need to love one another. I'm coming today from Matthew chapter 5, and if you know, it's famous for the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus spoke about Beatitudes, and then he went on to teach them how to live as a child of God. And as you know, in, in many topics, murder, adultery, divorce, taking revenge, he's saying, you have heard it said this, but I'm saying this. And so we need to put on our, what they used to say in, in school, thinking caps. We need to see how this is going to apply to us. And he's basically saying, remember the way you used to think? I'm telling you there's a new way to think, and we need to follow that this morning. Um, he's giving them a new command, and this is, this is a tough one. I, I find this to be a tough one for me. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe as I read it, you'll see um, that this, these are hard things that are uh, hard to accomplish, hard to do, and this definitely falls into that category for me. So let me read it, and then you, tell, you, you think about it for your life. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard it said, love your neighbor. This is what pastor spoke of last week. 
You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let's pray. Lord, we're so amazed by your words, Lord God, that, Lord, you spoke thousands of years ago through prophets, through Jesus, your son. Lord, and today we are the beneficiaries of wisdom and guidance and Lord, where we fail and, and try of our own abilities, Lord God, we know that we have your word to guide us, to lead us. Your Holy Spirit is with us wherever we are. God, and I pray that you would open your word and, and our understanding today to your word. We pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to reread real quick. You have heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. I always also love that, I'm assuming it showed it up there, but when Jesus is speaking, he says, you have heard it said, quote unquote, love your neighbor. So that means he's quoting other scripture. So if we go to Leviticus 19.18, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Now, something interesting that you don't find there is love your enemies and hate your, or excuse me, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. That's not found in God's law. But it, it becomes the natural inclination that we take on. Well, he said, love your neighbors. He didn't say we couldn't hate our enemies. And, and oftentimes we see this in, in our, ch our children. You know, I was trying to think of examples because I know it's happened to all of us. Let's use this example. You say to your child, you're grounded, you can't drive to your friend's house. So they walk to your friend's house and say, you didn't say I couldn't walk to my friend's house. You've heard these, these things before. That is exactly what the Jews were doing. Well, you didn't say we couldn't hate our enemies, we needed to love our neighbor. And that's the easy part, sometimes. Um, the message version of these verses says it this way, you're familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and its unwritten companion, hate your enemies. And so we, we, we think we're clever. We think that, well, Jesus didn't exactly, or God didn't say this, so we don't really have to do that. But Jesus clarifies our thinking, his thinking certainly on this, and turns it upside down on them and on us. Because it's one thing to love your neighbors and your friends because that can be fairly easy. Uh, but it says clearly here, there's no reward for that. That's the easy part. It's when you choose love for your enemies. Uh, now neighbor simply means friends, whatever, but we've been blessed in our new home anyway of having great neighbors on either side of us. And I, I hope you are the beneficiaries of something like that as well. On, well, on my right, we have a family that they grow vegetables, and I'm not the biggest green vegetable kind of guy. Uh, they'll sit a squash, and it'll either get made into something or it'll go out to feed the deer. Um, that, that's usually the turn it takes. Um, but he's always uh, opening up his pool to us. The, the thing I found is he doesn't let the wife in on what he's telling us. So we went swimming one time and felt so awkward because she was home and she didn't realize, whatever. Uh, it, it was, but he, is, he's he told us just a few weeks ago, and I don't think we ever did it, there are more than enough blueberries. Go pick blueberries because I can't, they're going to only be good for a little while. Go get them. He is helpful to no end. I, I have often gone away and uh, we have a combination on our front door to go inside. And somebody's watching the dog, but they're not going to be able to get there until after work. So I'll, I'll text him, hey, would you mind running in the house real quick, let the dog out? Like, there's a lot of trust there. And, and he's given me no reason to not trust him yet. Um, 
but I've given him no reason to trust me as well. So we have a great relationship. On the other side, I have an older gentleman who's, guys, you would love it. He's got he's, all Ford products. If you're a Ford guy, he's got all Ford products. He's got a 65 Mustang with a convertible that he'll only take out on Sundays to go get ice cream and then right back in the garage. He's got other Mustangs, he's got a beautiful truck, and he is the guy to go over if I need a certain size socket that I just don't have. He's the guy to go to. We've been blessed to have neighbors like this. Maybe, in my old neighborhood, maybe you've got these kind of neighbors. Four and five cars out on the front yard, some are on blocks, Weekends, music's blaring, loud parties every night, fights breaking out, maybe a, a police officer get called. Troy's probably been to many of those calls, break up, something like that. Maybe a gunshot was heard, you're not sure. Yeah. Anybody part of Neighborhood Watch? I'm getting all these things. Was that gunshots? Did anybody hear that? I didn't hear anything. It's, it's like other neighborhoods that are letting me know what's going on in there. Maybe you're that neighbor. So I'm sorry if I've stepped on your toes this morning. It, it, this, all these things, they sound like a typical Elkton Friday night, do they not? <laughs> I'll stop. I had a little dig on Chuck Parsons there, but he's not here this morning. and so. so maybe it's not always easy to love your neighbor. I mean, we have differences among us sometimes, but hopefully in, in our maturity and in our love for the Lord, we can work out our differences. But notice what Jesus did not say. He didn't say to merely tolerate your enemies, because I can do that all day long. He didn't say, just act like you like them, and they'll back off. He didn't say any of that. He said to love them, and that is a difficult thing to do. Who are our enemies? I don't know if you have, quote unquote, enemies. I mean, when we think about enemies, we think about war and things like that, but who are our adversaries? Who are our rivals? Ever, ever hear of a sibling rivalry? It's real, and maybe, maybe that's your experience, uh, where you, you try to outdo one another, and it's an unspoken thing, but you know what's going on. They're gonna buy this, so I'm gonna buy this. They're gonna move here, so I'm gonna move here. These are things we find ourselves in. I love uh, these adversary rival. These come from a thesaurus. I often go to a thesaurus, and uh, one of the words is nemesis. Don't you feel like Superman if you have a nemesis? But the truth is, oftentimes, as many times as I've driven to Florida, I often refer to that person that I keep somehow getting caught up with in driving, and they're in front of me again. I already passed them, and now they're in front of me again. I often refer to them as my nemesis. And... Uh, you, you do all you can. You, I'm just going to blow by them. But everybody gets off and gets gas, and all of a sudden, there's that car again. It's like, just leave me alone. I don't think that God is necessarily talking about these kind of things. I think a lot of times, our enemies are not of our own doing. They are, they are people that uh, feel a certain way about you just because of who you are. Um, and ho hopefully that's because you're a good Christian and they hate you for that, not that you are worthy of their hate. Uh, hopefully not. I want to read these same verses because it goes in a little more in depth from the King James Version. Who are our enemies? Jesus says this, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So I ask you today, who are your enemies? Jesus clearly says those who curse you and hate you, those who use you and persecute you. So already, it's difficult enough to love them as your enemies, but to know, have you ever been cursed at? I almost, you know, again, go back to driving because this is probably where it happens most. And I'm not, I, I don't want to give the impression I'm like this crazy driver. I'm I'm a good, I, I feel bad. I was driving home with Brandon Wednesday night. Or what would they, it was Monday. And I'm, I'm trying to lay off. You know, I am the, I'm instructing, but I'm trying to give him his little bit of freedom. And it's going to be soon where I'm not going to be there. And he needs to hear dad in his ear saying, slow down, all of these things. And we're driving and 
I'm noticing, I look up and we're in the left lane and there's a car right on our tail. I said, Brandon, you've got to get over in that right lane. So he's trying to, and this girl came out. I was like, hurry up, speed up, speed up. I wanted him to trap her. <laughs> the, I don't suggest this for anybody. And I said to him, I'm sorry I made you do that. But we trapped her. <laughs> so we get through the light, and she comes in the right shoulder and goes flying past us. So she got us back. I said to him, the funny thing is, we're going to be at this light in a few minutes, and we're all going to be there together anyway. It doesn't matter what we do. Driving is, is it, it makes, brings out the worst in me sometimes and definitely brings out the worst in other people. And I almost, I almost can't believe I can drive somebody to get that angry to curse at me, but it's happened. I found it funny, actually, that I could, I could conjure that up in somebody and they could get that mad. Downtown Newark, you don't want to blow past, you know those walkways where you're supposed to slow down for students, but the students show up late? Man, this kid, if he didn't flip me off, and I was just laughing, thinking, you got that mad at me for not letting you go? Cursing. And, and I lived in North Carolina. It was called, you get cussed out. You ever hear that phrase? That, that happens in Elkton all the time. <laughs> I'll leave Elkton alone. I'm sorry. But the word truly means to curse somebody is to hope that harm comes to them. And can you imagine that somebody would feel that towards you? And, and I want to totally come from the perspective that this is being done to us, not that we're doing this to others. Because that's a whole other sermon, if we're, if we're acting this way. We are talking about living a Christian life, and, and if, that, if that's the reason you have enemies of not your own choosing, and they've decided to return it in this way, uh, that's where these verses are coming from. What about somebody, I asked somebody just the other day, can you think of somebody who hates you? And boom, two names came right out, just like that. And I want to ask you, do you think, do you know of somebody today you can honestly say they hate me? And I, I don't, I, I, I'll tell you this, the, the worst part is we try so hard. We think if we do this and we do that, they're going to love us. <laughs> it just simply does not happen that way. Hate is a powerful word. We teach our kids, don't say that. You've probably said it to my sister how many times? I hate you, you, oh, I hate you. You know, you say it back. Maybe husbands and wives, you brought, you know, we can bring out the best in each other, can't we? Maybe you've uttered it to them, but it hurts to hear somebody say, I hate you. How about this? Have you ever been used? Jesus talks about this. Have you ever been used and, and feel, you knew it happened and it did not feel good? I can't say I was ever in this situation, but maybe you've been, where a girl is trying to make another guy jealous, and you were the reason they were going to use. They're now dating you just to make the, you were only used as a prop so that they might get the other guy back. Now, again, this never happened with me. I've, I've heard these things have happened to other people. <laughs> I don't think I would make anybody jealous in that way. Um, what about this? Because this did happen to me. A guy I knew for a long time wanted to get together for lunch. Let's get together for lunch. Yeah, that sounds good. So we set up a date, and unfortunately, uh, I called him. I said, look, I can't make it that day. I'm sorry. Oh, we'll set up another time. Something happened, and it couldn't happen again. And he said, oh, that, that's okay. We'll, we'll get together another time. Let me ask you this. Uh, what are you doing for your energy savings? I was like, what? That's what this is? I thought you want to get together with me as an old friend. You want to sell me energy? Like, I, I was, like, so turned off by that. Now, I, don't, I don't know if that's what it is to be used, but I felt used in that regard, and I did not like it. Persecuted, I mean, if, if you've ever been persecuted for your faith, and nowadays it's coming even stronger, uh, these are intentionally hurtful and purposeful. And it's going to happen to us, but not only... Did Jesus tell us to love them? He not, not just to tolerate them, but he goes even further. And I want you to listen to the same verses from King James Version again. Love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. Bless them 
Do good to them and pray for them. My, my father always taught me, you're having a difficult time with somebody, pray for them. And I said, oh yeah, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray, Lord, smite them. You know, something. It, it just seems like the illogical thing. Why would I want to pray for them when they're hurling this at me, their, their hatred for me? Well, I'm going to pray for them. Jesus says not only that, but bless them and do good to them. Folks, this is not possible in the natural. I want to tell you that. And if, if that is your experience in the natural, God bless you. You've been gifted with something, but this does not come natural to me. In my experience, and just as my father has said, and as Jesus has said, I have found, and maybe this is your experience, when I have prayed for somebody I was having difficulty with, I did begin to see them through different eyes. I, I remember many times, uh, Kayla always, Kayla always ended up with a nemesis. I don't know how it, how it happened. But she, she would have a person that she was either like really worried about going to school because this kid, and I want to tell you, it, it's real. Bullying and all of those things, they are real. And I'm not telling you, just get over it. But Jesus is telling you, you got to love them. So listen to Jesus. Don't listen to me because I will give you some bad advice. Um, but Kayla was having a difficult time with this girl, and she was, this was early on in school, and I said to her, she, she told me this, that I said, she said she's from North Carolina. I said, tell her your father lived in North Carolina. So she went to school and struck up this conversation, and because they had this in common, it totally changed the trajectory of how she viewed this girl. And, and whether the girl even treated her a certain way, it, it diffused that whole thing. And I believe that when we pray for other people, the Holy Spirit begins to change our thinking on those things. And, and he guides us into those things. Again, I want to read these same verses, but now I want to read them from Luke's account. Uh, and I'm going to read 27 through 31 and then jump down to 35. It says, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Now listen to this one. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Jumping down to verse 35. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. I don't like those words. I don't want to have to act like that. Because in me, it's not natural. I, again, if it's you, that's great. Someone slapping me on the cheek. This is not talking about accepting abuse and just continuing on in it. That is not what this is talking about. But man, have you ever been slapped in the face? It hurts. And to think that I'm just going to say, oh, no, hit this side. <laughs> I, we need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit within me, guiding me and directing me and helping me with this. Do you know that as we grow and we allow sanctification to begin to happen in us, that, that is the only way this kind of love can be generated towards an, un, an unlovely person. Have you seen, I, 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 don't, I feel like I've shown this clip, I don't have the clip this morning, but have you seen where, uh, a, say, a sibling or a child of somebody has been taken tragically by somebody who murdered them? And you, you hurt for the family, and you, you think, of what, what would I do in that situation? And they chose forgiveness. And they wanted to appear before the person so they could tell them, I love you, and I forgive you. That's without even being asked for forgiveness. There's a, there's a situation where a young, a young guy died, and his brother sat in court. Maybe you saw this clip. This is the one I was referring to. And he had the opportunity to sit in the witness chair and talk to the, the police officer that mistakenly shot this man and killed him. And he said he chooses love and forgiveness. Judge, can I get up and give her a hug? 
And I don't know where, th- I know where that comes from. I don't want to say I don't know where that comes from. I know where that comes from. And it can only come from God. It can only come from the Holy Spirit working within us because we are to be a reflection of Jesus Christ and to be children, as the verse says, of our Father in heaven. And that is how they will know that we are that. Listen to what Paul says in in Romans 12. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing all of this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You ever hear the, the phrase, kill him with kindness? That's what this is saying. They're going to, hopefully, they're going to start to see uh, you differently as well. Whether they even think of it or not. I mean, how, how many times, I, I think I had the opportunity to apologize to my children's pastor. What a great day. <laughs> because I was not the best kid. I was a pastor's son. You weren't going to tell me what to do. That's how I, you raised a great kid here. Uh, I was so rough on him. And I, I had the opportunity. He called my house one day. I was older now. I said, Pastor Kevin, I just want to say, I, I, was, I was rough. And I'm sorry. And he went, eh, you were pretty rough. <laughs> Don't know that he ever said, I forgive you. I'm not sure he ever said that. But I had that opportunity because, you know what, folks? In so many of this, I don't want to get ahead of my notes here. This is about us. This is about right here. It's not even about the enemy. It's about right here. That's where the change is going to occur. That's where it needs to occur. Because the truth is, they may never change. They may never ask forgiveness. They may still hate you. But the change is going to happen here. Amen. As we continue through these verses, it says that God allows the sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous, the rain to fall on the unrighteous and the righteous. We all breathe the same oxygen. It's not reserved for just believers. God does this for anybody. And sometimes we hate to see the wicked prosper. Would you be honest with me this morning? I don't like seeing that. I see people who live questionable lifestyles who could care less about the things of God, who are nasty and they have a bad attitude, yet they're prospering, and here I am just trying to live a Christian life, and I feel like I'm the one being weighed down, and I'm under struggle. I would love to be that carefree about the way I live, but folks, we are called to a higher calling. The Bible says in Romans 2.11 that God does not show favoritism. In Acts, Peter is speaking to a group and he says to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate or visit with a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Down in verse 34, he says, then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Folks, just like it wasn't reserved for me that Christ died, that came and died for me. It wasn't reserved for just you. It was for all. We read it last week. I went through Pastor's notes again to make sure we were lying and weren't exactly the same, but he used the same verse. And you know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. Whoever. And therefore, who am I? that I should hate anybody because Christ died for them just as he died for me. And I believe when we, when we are able to will this kind of love for those that would choose to persecute us, it, it comes from a mature love that we're no longer just children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we're going to act like it. 1 John, a lot of scripture here, but 1 John 4, 7 through 12 says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love who does not love, does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. 
Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to, wake, to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God has loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought in full expression in us. In us. I want to go down to verse 16 and 17. It says, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with the confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Lord, that's what I want. But I'm not capable on my own. Would you help me? Billy Graham said this. This is a quote I heard recently. It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict God's job to judge, and it's my job to love. And I will say I agree with that statement fully, but I would say this. Sometimes loving somebody means doing and saying hard things. It is bringing something to a Again, we don't want to, if this is getting off base or anything, we never want to come from the point of view that we hate the person. We disagree and we don't think is right what they're doing and we hate that, but we don't hate that person. And so we need to extend this love. Have you ever heard of tough love? I mean, we do that all the time with our own kids. They've got to grow. They've got to, you know, experience for themselves. And sometimes that means telling them something that's difficult, but we have to do it. We are to, we are commanded to go in love to one another and that can be very challenging because you know, if, if it's at all your experience, it's not always taken with, oh, thank you so much for pointing out my faults in my life. Thank you. You don't get that very often. But you've got, you've got to be it. We cannot bury our head in the sand and act like it's not happening. We need to speak to sin where there is sin. Amen? Amen. Love your enemies. Difficult? I would say yes. Impossible? I would say yes if not for God's help, if not for the Holy Spirit working within him, in, in, inside of us. But I believe that Jesus in these verses say it's possible that I know that I can accomplish that. I know I can live up to that. I know you can live up to that. But I need his strength in order to do that. Famous verse, Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And I need his strength today. Amen? In closing, I would love to tell you, love them, bless them, do good to them, and pray for them, and now they'll be your best friend. But you know that's not the case. You know that's not the case. Not always. Maybe sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. But I would say this, look at what Jesus did for the world as we read, and they still chose to hate him. He says in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. And the truth is we try and we try because we think we can win them over. But we're not called to win them over. We are called to love them, to bless them, to, to do good for them, and to pray for them. If that wins them over, thank you, Lord. But most of the time, they dig in their heels and they're not... They're not acting the way you think they should. And you may say this morning, Brandon, so if I do all of that and it's not going to change anything, why am I even bothering to, to do it? If they're not going to come around, if they're, not, if they're going to continue hating me and hurting me, again, you're not going to see any change in them, but the change occurs in your heart and in how you view people. It says more about you than it does your enemies. It really does. And the truth is, those people may never know how they made you feel. They may never realize they hurt you so deeply. But the choice you have is to hold on to that and allow bitterness to set in or set yourself free and love them, forgive them, and move on. I know that that's a tall order, 
But again, it's not me helping you. It's the Lord himself. Amen. The truth is, in all your efforts, they could still just hate you. But the Lord is working on you becoming a child of the kingdom. Allow him to do that work inside of you. I have two things right here. It's as simple as this. It really is. God loves your enemies, so you need to love your enemies. It's that simple. Simply said, simply done is another thing. But we should strive to do the same, mature in our walk with him, and ask the Holy Spirit to give us that kind of love for somebody. And number two, you and I were once enemies of God. And yet, Christ died. Even while we were in our sin, Christ died. That is incredible to me. Before I was even born, it's the sin of the world was upon him, and he did it for us. And he is hoping that nobody perish, but come to everlasting life. Romans 5.10 says this, For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through, death, through the death of his son, how much more, have, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? You and I that have become uh, believers in Christ, born again, we are no longer enemies of God. Hallelujah. But there is a lost world that, one, they may not even know they're lost. And two, they're living a life that is in contrary to God's word. And they need somebody that's going to reach out to them. And if not us, who will do that? I know it's difficult. And I want to ask you today, don't, don't you need him today? Don't you need Christ working within you? Don't you need his Holy Spirit directing you? That he would give us the, the capacity to have the kind of compassion he has upon those that rejected him, and yet he still died for them. We need his help today, folks. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I want to pray this morning, and I want you to just ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Think right now with me, if you will, of somebody this speaks to in your life. Somebody you're having difficulty with in your life today. And ask God to change your heart towards that person. They may never change, but your heart certainly can. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Lord, you have given us strength. Lord, you have given us the example to live by. And Lord, I find it difficult. I find it difficult. And I'm only being honest before you, God. Yes, there's a room full of people hearing me say that, but I'm being honest before you, God. I find it difficult. And I'm praying, Lord, for myself as well as everybody here today. Lord, that you would open our hearts. Lord, that you would bring that person because we all can think of somebody that we're at odds with or, or have difficult times speaking with or, or even reaching God. And give us your vision of how you see them, God. Lord, that, that Christ came to die for them as well as for each one of us. God, help us as we strive to be more and more like Jesus. It's a difficult task, I know, God, but we are not without guidance. We are not without your word to build us up, to, to grow our faith, to mature us into uh, these type of believers, Lord. It's children of God who are displaying love to an unlovely world, to an unlovely person, Lord, who may be treating us a certain way. Help us, we pray. Help us, God. I thank you for your words. I thank you for the red letters in the Bible that are directly from your heart, Jesus. Lord, and we can apply them to our lives. I pray that you would deal with each one of us today. Lord, as we, as we ponder this, Pastor Han said it earlier that we be doers of your word and not hearers only. Lord, I pray that we would begin to, that you would begin to draw in our mind somebody that maybe we don't even realize it, but we've held this against them and we need to forgive. We need to move on and we need to love and pray for them, God. Help us with that, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you stand together today as we dismiss and Now listen, you're going to pull out of this parking lot and somebody's going to cut you off.
You want to hear what to do? See me after service. <laughs> I'm kidding. It happens to us all, does it not? We, we, we work with people that are difficult. Maybe we're difficult, and we need to pray about those kind of things too. But we all experience this. I'm not the only one. Jesus knew I wasn't going to be the only one. We all need to hear this word today. Father, bless us as we go. Lord, your protection on us, I ask. God, again, allow your word to be in our hearts. Lord, let us act upon it, we ask. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.